0: Hi, listeners, welcome to episode three of Reach Out Parents Live. I'm Melissa Hoyer, your host and a parent of a teenager. I'm excited to have you all here. Today, we're talking about mental health. One in four young people experience mental ill health each year it's important that parents and carers can spot the signs and have the tools to do something if things seem a little bit off i've got two great guests today child and family practitioner peter wright and reach out youth ambassador mimi kilby we're answering questions submitted via comments on facebook where this conversation originally appeared let's get into it Reach Out is Australia's leading organisation for young people and their parents. Young people, teenagers' parents who may have some problems, may have some issues, and need somewhere to talk. So Reach Out has certainly become that kind of meeting place. You know, as a mum of a 17-year-old myself, you know, often I've even thought of things, oh, what, what would What should I do? What could I do about this? So something like Reach Out really has become a great go-to tool. So uh, highly recommended, certainly for me. So anyway, our first guest is the fantastic Peter Wright. Welcome, Peter. Now... Tell me about, you've you done so much, but what, what, what are you up to at the moment?
1: Um, so, Melissa, at the moment, I'm working with parents, particularly parents of teenagers, helping them to repair their relationships with their kids and create a positive family environment for them and their kids. Um, I work for the Reach Out Parents one-on-one support program. Yes. Um, this is a partnership with the Benevolent Society, and we, we help parents to do this. Mm. Um, yeah. And
0: that is, it's a big job. Mm. So, Mimi... Lovely, Mimi Kirby, um, youth ambassador. Tell yes. me about your role with Reach Out. Um, hey Melissa. so hey. I'm Mimi. I'm
2: 23. Um, I have been working with Reach Out for about a year now. I'm one of their youth ambassadors, and uh, I get to share my story and my journey through mental health, and hopefully help some other young people
0: going through some tough times. And I think to have someone like you, you know, on the couch today is great. You know, someone who who has lived lived through you know issues in your life. So welcome, welcome to the hey. couch. <laughs> now we're going to jump in into pretty much questions. We've got a lot of questions yeah. today from people. But um, Pete, the first thing I'd love to know from yeah. you, could you explain the difference between, I guess, mental health mm. and mental ill health?
1: Yep. All right. So mental. when we're talking about mental health, yeah. we're talking about how healthy am I emotionally and psychologically? So. It could be really unhealthy or really healthy or anywhere in between. Um, When we're talking about mental ill health, we're talking about those times when things are getting pretty bad. They're getting quite drastic. We're talking about depression and anxiety when our lives are starting to have a major effect.
0: And so so how do do we as parents or or how does a family member or, or a friend spot signs or symptoms of depression?
1: Yeah well we have we have actually some visuals that Mm. I want to take you through. I'll take you through those now because there's some um, there's quite a few signs that can shoot up these red flags for us as Mm. parents. The first one is when you notice your kid's being really down on themselves and you're noticing that that's lasting for quite a long time that shoots up the first red flag Mm -hmm. um now teenagers second one teenagers will often pull away from their parents and draw towards their friends yep but if they're pulling away from both pulling away from their parents and their friends that's that's another red flag to watch out for um when there's They've, our teenagers, they love doing lots of activities. And yeah. you're noticing that they're starting to pull away from some of those things and maybe even all of those things that mm-hmm. they love to do. Again, another red flag, these red flags, they just keep on yeah. coming up. Our changes in sleep patterns and appetite, they start shooting up red flags as well. Um, but even when you've got your kids... Not all kids love schoolwork, (laughs) acknowledge that, Um, but if your kid really gets in there and does their schoolwork and they really enjoy um, putting in that time and effort and then all of a sudden they're pulling back and they're not loving that anymore, they're not getting in there and concentrating at school anymore, again, that's another red flag as well. And then risky behaviour, engaging in risky behaviour, that's a major red flag, particularly if they didn't engage in risky behaviour before. So say they're going out to the park at night, um, doing things like that, um, and then becoming more emotional than they usually would. So their emotions are going up and down like a wave, mm. more than usual. They already do that for teenagers, yes. but these waves are going pretty big.
0: So with those seven symptoms, can you, Mimi, sort of, sort of look at one of those or a couple of those and, and that mirrored what you were going through? And what did your parents do when you went to them and? said, just things aren't feeling quite right.
2: Yeah, definitely. Um, so when I was going through um, some tough times in the past, I definitely noticed that my sleeping, my eating uh, were affected, um, big changes in those. Uh, I used to withdraw myself a lot. I would cancel plans with my friends, my
0: families, um, maybe cancel activities as yes. well. Uh, and yeah. And, and so some of the coping skills. So, so when you were at that level, And probably, you know, I can get a a great um, response from both of you on this. Mm. What were some of the coping skills that you used when you you first sort of realised you weren't feeling great? And what do you continue to use now?
2: Yeah, sure. So, probably my biggest coping skill um, still to this day is just breathing. Really? Yeah. When you say
0: breathing, so what? Tell us exactly the kind of breathing you know, that that you you do?
2: Of course, I have a really good uh, breathing tool that I use, my psychologist taught me. Um, So if I'm feeling panicked or anxious to sit down or lean against a wall, Mm -hmm. hold your breath for 10 seconds. After that 10 seconds, you breathe out, one, two, three, and then in through your nose, four, five, six. And you repeat that for a minute, Yes. and then you repeat that whole process. And that just relieves um, feelings of tension.
0: Isn't it extraordinary what the breath can do? To, to, you know, to your whole your whole being. It's amazing. Pete, look, have you got some yeah, coping well, skills? Yeah, I
1: actually want to add to what Mimi said. Mean yeah. There's a great app called Breathe on the Reach Out site, and yes. that's amazing. I'm made by Reach Out. Um, so that is amazing. What I do for me, um, for my coping, is actually I, I get up early in the morning some mornings and I just head out and meet some mates and go riding. Mm. Um, we get out there in the early morning, and that's where I can breathe. That's... But finally, I can feel like I can, yeah. I can take in some proper breaths.
0: Good. We've actually got a, a lot of questions that are coming in. It's a question from Giovanna. Yeah. I want to know how to support my teens to help their friends when the answer to the question, are you okay, is no, I'm not. How? I mean, yeah, that is, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. What, what do you say? Yep.
1: So then you follow that up. Yeah. Tell me more.
0: Yeah. So Talking. Yep. Yeah, because I think you know we when, when, the, when the, it is are you okay day. Mm. We'll, we'll say it, we'll talk about it, we'll write about it, we we'll read stories about it. But often it's the follow up. Mm. So talking about it. Yeah, and yeah. take
1: them take them away one on one. Say, come and get a drink with me. Um, what's going on? What's mm. happening?
0: So Mimi, did you find so if someone asked you, you know, when you were probably not feeling great, Mimi, you know, you, you don't see, seem right. Are you okay? We either sort of young girl who said, yep, I'm okay, I'm okay, or did you sort of say, no, I'm not okay, this is how I'm feeling? I think a little bit of
2: both. So definitely there would have been some times where I said, oh, I'm fine, mm. and I wasn't. Yep. Um, but as I became more open talking about my mental health, I definitely would be say, um, no, you know what, I'm not okay right now and yep. this is what's going on and I do want to talk to you about that.
0: Good. Well, but that's good that you, you had that maturity and sort of foresight to talk about mm-hmm. it because that is the thing. We, we don't talk about it as much as we should. Phoebe um, has just written that to me, how do I start the conversation with my own teen? How do I, ch- as a parent, how do I check in? that's probably a question for you.
1: First of all, you build the trust. The trust has to be there. If there's no trust, you're not going anywhere. And then, depending on um, if they like physical touch, most kids do, you put your arm around them or Mm. some boys just ruffle their head and say... Come and tell me what's going on. Yes. Just put the invitation out there. That's fine. Keep putting that invitation out there until they do eventually start to talk.
0: Yes. And, and without harping on it, you mm. know, that, you know, there's that sort of fine line, isn't yep. there, with with trying to get information out of a teenager, yeah. and, and, and and not so, so.
1: And they might say nothing. Yeah. And you say, that's fine, um, and then come back to it maybe a couple of days later and say, do you want to talk? Are you yep. ready to talk?"
0: So I guess you know, when it does, when we're turning to to getting help, so and, and with teenagers wanting help. Mm. What kind of help is out there for teenagers and parents going through this sort of stuff? And and I guess how do I talk to my teenager about getting help? Because they may they may talk about it, the teenager and the parent, mm. but then how does the teenager go and get go and get help? Mm without yeah. mum and dad sort of prodding them and, and making sure they go online. How do they go and do it themselves?
1: Yeah, well, we might flip that over to Mimi first. Yeah, I wanna... yeah so
0: from, from the teenager's point of view? Yeah, the yeah of view? No, I think from the, a teenager's point of view, so what did you do and did your parents encourage you to get help?
2: Yeah, definitely. So um, lots of online resources. Okay. Um, Reach out has some great ones, definitely, um, as well as also going through talking to a doctor Um, I talked to a doctor, a psychologist, um, just going through those steps um,
0: to reach out and see where I needed help. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's talking, talking,
2: isn't it?
1: Yeah, and the online, so Mimi mentioned online help. That is where kids go these days for their friendships, for everything. Mm. They will go online. You've Mm. got Kids Helpline. You've got so a reach yep. out um, site. There's so much available. On and it's accessible
0: site. like day and night as well, which is the great thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's often, there's a one on one program as well, though I know Pete, yep. if you're very lucky, you might actually get Pete because he's the guru of one on one. Yeah,
1: for a, the parents one on one. Yeah, so tell me about program. that. Yeah, so we we support the parents. So there's, there's a heap of support out there for parents as well, because we want to give you as a parent, the tools that you can then use with your kids. So for parents, they can sign up to have a chat with us and we'll give them four, four coaching sessions. Fantastic. And we'll help them to patch up their family, look at what's going wrong and help them to make it right mm. and create these really positive relationships with their kids.
0: Quite mm. another question in from Lisa. Does it make me a bad parent if, I, if my teenager needs professional help? And I think that is something that a lot of parents possibly do wrestle with. They think it's my fault. What have I done? What you know? Why is my child like this? Mm. There's probably a little bit of that. Yep. It doesn't make you a bad parent. Nope. Yeah.
1: It makes you a human.
0: Yes. Yeah. It also. Think? I think it's really great
2: if you uh, can recognise that your child needs that extra support, mm. and that they're willing and you're willing to help them get that. That's not you being a bad parent. That's you helping them to live a healthy, happy life.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's a, that's a message you we really need to get through. You know, to every parent out there. Yeah. You know, no one. You are not a bad parent mm. because you know, there, there may be a, a mental health issue mm. at all. So yep. Karen has got written in and she has um, asked, my daughter looks strong on the outside but vents on the internet in her room. Yeah. I only find out because somebody will say, hey, is your daughter okay? She just sent this to me on Snapchat. So what do you do in that situation? So she obviously doesn't want you to know that she's sending stuff out on, on any, any other channel. Mm. So what do you do in that situation, Pete?
1: Yeah, well, if, you've, if your relationship is going quite well, then you can be transparent, you can be honest, you can say, hey, your friend's mum just sent me a message mm. and told me there's been some stuff on Instagram. Do you wanna to talk to me about it? Mm. Mm. Um, if your relationship's pretty choppy at the moment, um, look for something else that you can start the conversation with. Yeah, You're, you're looking really down at them. Because
0: it, it, because it is hard because, you know, a lot of kids don't want their parents even mm. to be following them yeah. as we, on, on social media channels. Yeah. So as soon as you then say to them, oh, a friend said that they saw that, 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 mm. that kids often think, are you spying on me? Yeah.
1: yeah. This balance between being transparent and being honest yeah. as a parent versus your kid's going to block you if they really want to and they can hide everything if they want to.
0: Um, Another question, Um, my daughter continuously makes excuses to get out of counselling appointments Mm. and her anxiety is getting worse. So what can I do to ensure she gets the help that she needs? Mm.
1: Come talk to us on our our Reach Out 101 support program. We will give you the tools, Mm. help you learn the tools. To then help your daughter, you can't force anyone to get counselling. No. Even if you get her in the counselling room, you can't force her to talk. So it's dipping one toe in just at a time.
0: So, Mimi, how difficult was it for you? I would imagine it would be like climbing, attempting to climb a mountain, and and, and getting to the top of the mountain, and diving onto a website, diving onto you know, reach out or or wherever, to 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 get counselling. Was that a difficult? Sort of task where you thought up straight away this is what i need
2: so it took me a long time to realize hey i need this help and i need to ask for this help yep um, once i did make that association i definitely was a lot more proactive in doing so mm-hmm.
0: yeah and it's and, and and obviously your parents have been an extraordinary guide and and help. Yeah, my parents
2: have been amazing through everything. Um, I think what you were just talking about before about um, having that trust and transparency with them, um, a great way to do that, that my mum did with me, is she would actually, I guess, open up a bit about herself rather than saying, hey, are you okay? What's wrong with you? We'd just be having a chat. She would say, you know, when I went through my first breakup, this happened and that would be a great opportunity for
0: me to then Mm. rebuttal with her.
1: Sounds like an awesome (laughs) mum.
0: She does, doesn't she? Okay, here's one. How do I enforce, as as a parent, how do I enforce rules whilst still being supportive of a teen with a mental health challenge? How, I mean, how did your parents sort of still, you know, enforce their normal rules of, of being a parent while whilst also coping for a while with, you know, your, your, your challenges?
2: Um, I think it's about working with them. Um, definitely, like, don't be, I guess, like screaming at them the whole time yeah. and stuff. You have to kind of work on yourself and work with them to still have that, um, those rules and responsibilities there while you're also
0: helping them work on their mental health. And Pete, I mean, what do you think yeah. as a parent of five, five? Yeah. Um, five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how, yeah, how do you think, how do you well, enforce rules?
1: The rules and boundaries that need enforcing, they're the ones around safety, but also the, the boundaries around keeping your kids safe. Yes. For example, if your teen has an addiction to screens and they're depressed, then spending 24 hours a day on the screens is gonna take that depression downhill. Mm. So to enforce those rules, you take the emotion out of it. Don't get into the arguments, just the rule is your phones go on the bench in the kitchen at nine o'clock or 10 o'clock, that happens, go and get it, put it there. Um, Yeah, you've just gotta take the emotion out really.
0: Yes, which can be very hard.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, but the moment you start arguing with your kids, you're always going to lose. You can, as a parent, you can never win an argument.
0: No, mm. we try. But yes. Chris has uh, written in, what if I don't have a strong connection <sighs> with my teen? And that does does happen. Mm. How do I build that trust so they can open up mm, to me? Yeah. How does that that's a difficult one. Because yes. if, if that existing connection isn't there, you know, and, and some teenagers and parents, they just go through that period where there isn't a mm. great connection. Yeah. So, so how, how would you get your child to open up if your relationship isn't that great? So
1: slowly, bit mm. by bit, like you sit next to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, come sit with them at the dinner table. Yes. If they've got their learners, say, come for a drive. Yeah. Um, go out for a walk, invite them to come for a walk. Go watch their football games. Yes. Just start getting involved in their life. Yes. They will not get involved in your life. Yeah. You have to get involved in their life.
0: Yeah, that, that, yeah. I think that's a really interesting point because so often I think as parents we'll say to our kids, "Okay, I'm doing this tonight. Oh, darling, come along with me." But they have no interest in mm. maybe going and while well, you go and have a coffee with yep. a mate or you know a beer with a mate or mm. not beer, but you know. So you, you do have to think of, okay, why don't we do something that you mm. want to do and you like yep. doing.
1: Yeah. yeah, when they're little, they'll come and do what you want. Yeah. But that ship sailed when a teenager.
0: Oh, yes. You've got five of those ships and to yeah. sail. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, we all know... OK, so we all know what happens in planes. You know, we are in a plane and they always say the, the safety uh, mask should be put on the adult before you can continue even helping children or the elderly. So to be the best parents, um, how do you sort of make sure that we, as a parent, look after ourselves. I mean, self-care mm. is so important. So that's. So I think that analogy, when, when I was talking to each other about this, was a great one because you have to be in a fit state in order to then help your, mm. your teenagers. Yep. So what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, well, you definitely do have to look after yourself. You have mm. to look after your own mental health.
0: Yeah, and actually we've got, it's a really good video. So take mm. a look at this and we'll, we'll have a chat after. Yeah. We've got a dog, so I walk the dog when I need to. Um, I've got. Uh, we've just moved to Pimble a few years ago, and got a,
1: a backyard, which is kind of my place to go. Follow a decent diet. Try to exercise. Not all. Uh, I don't always get around to do it um, because of time restrictions. Mindfulness is really important for me. Um, I've. Uh... I used to be quite a mindfulness sceptic, I must say. Trying to eat uh, healthy veggies and uh, pieces of fruit and things like that. In looking after myself, it's not just that, it's it's, it's the other intake and the other things I do in terms
0: of um, socialising, meeting people, it's reading books. I really enjoy, at the end of the day, some quiet time to myself. I enjoy being able to lie on that lounge and read. Utilising my friends and my family network as, as support and and that's been really wonderful.
2: For me self-care is really um, making sure I'm in a good place looking at what I can take on what I can't take on. I'm also very religious I'm a
1: strong Catholic so that has faith as a very important, plays a very important role in my life. Anything
2: that will make me feel better or let me relax.
0: Boy, some of those examples of self-care Amazing. I, I mean, my, probably the only thing I do is um, I'll literally like lay on the lounge and watch like an entire series of <laughs> some crazy, you know, Netflix show. But that to me is my idea of my sort of self-care. and Or, or I'll you know, I'll meditate, but then, I, you know, my mind does tend to wander. I'll go for a bit of a walk. But yeah, my sort of self-care methods are pretty, I think, stock standard. Um, what, what are some... That um, you might have, Mimi?
2: So I'm all about self-care. I think yeah. it's so important Good. to take some time out of your day to make sure that you're focusing on loving yourself as well. Um, some things that I love to do for self-care is having a bubble bath, just going outside Perfect. and taking some fresh air, putting your feet in nature as well. Yeah. And just looking after me, even if it's for five minutes a day.
0: Yeah, that five minutes can just make such a, such a difference. Yeah. Pete?
1: Yeah, I mentioned my cycling before. That's yeah. one big thing I do. Mm. Um, but then also I've been working hard at eating, eating more healthy foods lately. Yeah, um, that's I feel so much better when really? I eat healthy yep. foods. Yeah, um, and then, oh, what else do I do? Um, I spend time uh, looking for positive things as well. Mm. So looking for positive things about my kids that I can talk to them about, positive things about my day. I'm a really happy person. But I still, I've still got to look out for everything that I'm grateful for in my day. I don't
0: know how you'd have time. You've got five kids from 12 to two years of age. Yeah. So, I mean, someone like you making time mm-hmm. for health care would be difficult. So yeah. good, good, luck, good luck with that. <laughs> I've got a question actually from, uh, I've got a few questions from our audience. From Jeff, how do I look after my teen who is struggling with mental health when I too have my own mental health issues?
1: Okay. Mm. Well, you've definitely got to, you've got to really look after yourself. Um, mm. every, you're a role model for your teen. So yeah. everything you do for yourself, you can't, like, you can't force your kid to go outside and enjoy nature. But if you go outside and enjoy nature, your kid's going to eventually start to see, oh, that's what dad's doing or that's what mum's doing. Yes. Um, yeah, so you've got to look after yourself and, and role model.
0: Mimi? It's probably it's an interesting question for you, because, but what would you even, from you know, your observation now of having you know, worked with Reach Out for a while, yeah, how, how, how does that sort of question resonate with you? I guess it's,
2: um, I guess it comes back to tra- transparency as well. So be transparent with your kid that you're also going through a hard time and that may make them relate with that. And yeah, just positive, show them positive things that you can do that they will see that. Yes, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. another, another question from Natalie. How can I tell the difference between normal teen m- mood swings mm. and more serious mental health concerns?
1: Yeah, so normal teen mood swings,
0: which suppose, are normal,
1: they are. They Teenage are definitely. The space between them is actually fairly quick. So today they might be really upset at you, and tomorrow you're the best dad in the world or the best mum yep. in the world. Mm. The next day you're the, the worst mum or the worst dad. Yes. They're really quick. Yes. When they're more serious, you're looking at. You're going for a week or two weeks um, of these mood swings they're really down for a week and then they're up for a week yes um, so as the, t- the time spreads out that's when
0: it gets more serious so Mimi did you initially think it was just a teenage thing that you, that you were having oh, oh just a teenage mood swing yeah, or did you know you, you needed to delve a little bit further into into your me- mental health? It took me a while because
2: you're going through so many hormonal changes at that stage as exactly. well. And you kind of feel like, oh, this is normal. Everybody must feel like this. But when it's constantly like your moods up and down and up and down, it can be a little bit worrying then.
0: Yes. Um, another question um, from Shannon. Um, how long will it take for my teen, to, and this is probably a very difficult one to answer, how long will it take for my teen to recover from a mental health challenge, Pete? I mean, because I'm, I'm sure you've probably spoken to parents mm. for a number, maybe a number of years or quite a few times, maybe wanting sort of an overnight sort of fix, yeah. but.
1: So there's no overnight no. fix, yeah. but you, so for your teen, they've, with a, with a mental health challenge, they've got, been going down this gully, how long have they been heading down that gully for? If it's been a year or two, then you can expect it's gonna take a year or two to come back up the other side. Oh,
0: it's interesting, yeah. It's um, yeah, certainly not a, okay, a quick weekend, sort of, no. let's go away somewhere, we'll have a great time, we'll all be happy again.
1: Yeah. It's no. certainly not that. It takes work.
0: Yeah, um, from Anna, how can I help if my teenagers' friends are getting them down? That um, might be one for you. Um, so I guess if your
2: teenagers' friends are getting them down, um, it's get, ri- to- get rid of the friends. Yeah, <laughs> get rid of the friends, but, <laughs> Show them that there are other friends out there. When you're going through your teenage years, you're at school, you spend a lot of your time with your school friends. So take them out to spend time with their cousins, your family friends, after-school activities is a good way to show them that there's other people their age they can have a good time
0: with too. Yeah. So I guess the take out of, um, what are some of the things, and I'm I'm sort of directing this to, to both of you, that parents can like take out of today's session and perhaps you know talk to their kids about I mean really practical things that say tonight when they're sitting around having dinner that they can they can take out of tonight uh, to our session today P what mm. do you think?
1: Give your kid a hug.
0: <laughs> Start go talking home and do to them. that.
1: yeah, yeah. And have a chat with them mm. invite them to talk don't talk at them yeah um ask them and don't ask those questions like how was your day don't ask the same question you ask every day Come up with some other questions. Yes. like, How are things going with your mates? And yes, yeah. How things going with Jordan? He hasn't Ye- been around. Yeah, for be a while. specific
0: about things, cause, yeah. and not just I guess yeah. give give yes or no questions. Mm. And listen. Mm. Don't just ask yeah. how's your day
2: and like not really listen to it. Make sure that you listen to them as well. Yeah. yeah.
0: And have, have you? Are you with like, with your relationship with your parents? Is it stronger than ever now that, you know, you've been through what you've been through?
2: Yeah, like I'm 23 now and me and my parents have a really
0: solid relationship yeah. these days. Mm. Um, it's great. Oh, that's so good, isn't it? So what would be some of the, the take home tips from you as someone who has been with Reach Out for ages, is the Youth the youth Ambassador, You know, what can we learn from you? I love your breathing tip. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um... Yeah, when it comes to having
2: a good relationship with your kids about their mental health, just talk to them, be open, try and create that trusting thing that you can do. Yep. And if they're struggling to do that with you, bring in their aunts and uncles and people around them as well, who's still a safe, trusted adult, yes. but maybe is that degree away and they might connect with them a little bit more about yes. what they're going
0: through. Exactly. And and, and I, I guess like talking to your friends about how you feel, I mean, have you got a, a really lovely, strong group of friends now that you can talk about stuff to or yeah I think that's must be so important
2: yeah having a solid a great group of friends um, mm. who you can talk to about what you're going through as well is so it's so important yeah so yeah so Pete would you agree with that
1: yeah I agree with all of that yeah definitely <laughs> um especially your point about aunts and uncles teenagers will generally listen to a trusted adult in their life long before they'll listen to your parents yep. Um, you can, as a parent, you can tell your kids something over and over and it just goes in one ear and out the other. Um, another trusted adult in their life will say exactly the same thing. And it's yes. like, whoa, that's amazing. Yes. And I'll come home and tell you about it.
0: But I think that, you know, I think the great thing now about, about mental health, mental ill health. We are t- we are talking about it. and I think the more and more we normalise it, and I think that was the one thing for so many years. It, it was this thing that no one spoke about mm-hmm. because you know you thought you were a failure yeah. because you know you, you weren't coping. But I think you know just but, but just being able to even you know talk to for you to you mm-hmm. on a one on one basis to go to the site yeah. and use the tools. I mean, what of the of the tools on the site, Mimi? Have you specifically sort of used? and it can really relate to.
2: Um, so I really like using the Breathe app. Um, so you can go on there and it helps regulate your breathing if you wanna do it before bed. Um, and the Worry Time app as well. So you set aside your worries, put them in the app and for 10 minutes at the end of the day, you get to worry about them. And the rest of the day, they're just not there.
0: Perfect. Well, you two, I think we've, we've learned a lot today. I just I think um, everyone will go home or, you know, go home and sit around that table tonight and have learned something. So um, thank you. Thanks for joining us today if you found this discussion useful we'd love it if you could please share the podcast with another parent subscribe and leave a comment or a rating your feedback is valuable and will help us keep making the podcast better and better and if you want more from reach out head to reachout.com parents on our next episode we're speaking with paul Dillon about drugs alcohol and teens ahead of the silly summer party season. It'll be a great conversation, so subscribe now and don't miss out.